Hello and welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church annual read. There is unlimited grace for us today, no matter what happens, because of who Jesus is and what he has done. I'm Pamela, and I'll be your host. We have been in this section of our reading on words for the last three and a half weeks, and today is our final day um, before we move into a new topic. And I'm really grateful to be with you all to talk about the healing of words. Yesterday, we talked about healing with words. And as I continue to reflect on the day's reading, I started thinking about how important words have become in the last year and a half. When we look at communication, right, there's so many pieces to it. And I love being in the room with people. I love reading body language and and feeling their energy and seeing how people show up. And all of a sudden, we're in quarantine, we're distanced, even though we have FaceTime and Zoom, which provide a little bit of that, it's so easy to, to hide to shift the camera, to even turn off the camera. And so our communication has really been limited with those that we love, those that we're out of our households with, uh, to phone calls, to texts, to maybe even emails. And when I look at this past year, I see relationships that have really flourished as we've moved intentionally into communicating with one another, spending time together. And I've also seen relationships that have have been a lot harder, harder to connect because we don't have that personal touch. And so when I think about words, it's so important to know that our words are coming from a place of healing, of care, of seeing the other person. And specifically for me this year, uh, part of my role at Mariners has changed. I've been here for about 11 years and gotten to see the church in so many beautiful ways through our outreach ministry and rooted ministry. Um, And when the pandemic hit, we went online, right? We were online for a few months and And then we started coming back in person with our neighborhoods and our our congregations opening. But for those of you who maybe don't know, our online community continued. And every single weekend, we are online watching the services. We have different chat features to be able to connect and provide community. We even have a chat feature that allows us to pray for one another. And that is where I have seen this power and need for the conviction of our words to be held with such care. Because when all you have is the typing of words, I want to make sure that my words not only provide that comfort and love and encouragement, but they also have to be coming from a source that's holding that already. And that's what I've seen with the healing of words in this reading today, is it's not just about the words that we say, It's actually where those words are coming from. And when we are harboring bitterness or anger or resentment or even fear, that's going to be the fruit of our hearts, right? That's going to be the first response. And so as we move into today's reading, I love that the Kellers brought us to Proverbs 16, 23 and 22, 11. It says, the hearts of the wise make their mouths prudent and their lips promote instruction. One who loves a pure heart and who speaks with grace will have the king for a friend. 
As we go into this idea of the healing of words, the Kellers invite us into two different responses of caring for and, and being concerned about our words. The first one is this idea of the source of our words. And as with most things in scripture, it continues to go back to our heart. Man, our hearts are, are powerful, powerful things. And so much comes out of them. Um, and I love that we, we walk through the scriptures in Matthew 12 that talk about the mouth speaks what the heart is full of and make a tree good and its fruit will be good. And if you read more of that verse, it talks about making a tree bad and its fruit will be bad, that a tree is known by its fruit. So our character, our love, and really what's coming out of our hearts will be known by our fruit, will be known by how we talk about one another, how we talk about ourselves, how we engage with those around us. It's really interesting when we start to see are kind of visceral responses to situations. You know, when we don't have time to, to think it through or to pray and, and ask God how to respond, that's a really clear picture and revealing of what's in our heart. And so the way to combat that, the way to, to know purity in our heart is to fix our eyes on the Lord. I love where it says, so the more our heart is fixed on the Lord and nothing else, for our joy, hope, salvation, worth, and safety, the more our words will resemble wise speech. And it's really easy to fix our hearts on the Lord for some things, right? Hope, because we live in what can feel like hopeless times. Salvation, because we know that we can't do it on our own. But how often are we fixing our hearts on the Lord for our joy, for our worth, for our safety. You know, what are those things that we put our safety in? I know it can be very easy to put our safety in things of this world. It can be very easy to put our worth in title, in finances, in relationship, in societal status. And yet we think, oh, we'll be okay because I'm going to put my worth over here, but my salvation's in Jesus. And what this is really showing us is all of those things affect our heart and what is in our heart is what is going to come out of us. And so there's a, a little bit of a gut check for me there of just going, hmm, what are the things that I'm not willing to give to the Lord or even not aware that I'm not giving to the Lord? And how am I recalibrating myself and really recalibrating my heart to be fixed on the Lord? And I love where the Kellers take us into this idea of redemption of our words, because maybe we think we've, we've gone too far of, oh, if you only knew what I said to my friend the other day, if you only knew how I responded to a coworker. And what I love is we serve a God where nothing is past his redemption. We can never be too far gone from him. And his love for us, luckily, is full and complete at all times. And they give us this picture of redemption by using the story in the Old Testament of the Tower of Babel and how the people of God wanted to build a tower in making their names great, to make their names known, to reach the heavens, to, to be able to be like God. And what he did was he he scattered their voices. He changed their languages so that miscommunication would come and they wouldn't be able to complete this task. And part of it was because it wasn't about the Lord. They were trying to make themselves great. 
And then we move into the New Testament and we have Jesus and he comes and he brings salvation and he brings the gift of the Holy Spirit. And it talks about Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came and, and descended upon the people and united their language where they were hearing each other speaking their own language. And I, I love this picture so much. And I never quite thought about it in this way, but the idea of what that moment at Pentecost redeemed from the Tower of Babel. And when I look at my own life of where have I tried to make myself great? Where have I used my words um, to elevate, to, I don't know, even make people think that I'm the wise one. And yet the Lord can redeem that. And I, I just appreciate that that it's possible. I'm thankful that he does it. Um, and I can't wait to see it. And so even the, the ending question says, do you see evidence of your word slowly being healed? What a beautiful question to end on today of where have my words been misused? Where have my words been used for my glory, my attention for um, the elevation of myself? And where does God want to redeem that and restore that to draw my words back to him, to heal my words? In the ending prayer that Keller gives us, he references Ephesians three sixteen to 19. And as we close today, this is a prayer in the book of Ephesians that I want to pray over you. It says, For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Thanks so much for allowing us to be a part of your day. Please be sure to subscribe and share. You can tune in tomorrow for fresh new content. And remember, no matter what happens, there is unlimited grace for us today because of who Jesus is and what he has done. For questions about service times and more, you can access all information about Mariner's Church by downloading the Mariner's app at your favorite app store, visiting the website at marinerschurch.org, or by finding us on Instagram, Instagram handle Mariner's Church. Till next time, have a great day.